episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Now more than ever, we have an opportunity to be a positive force in the world, to help heal the divide, to treat each other and ourselves with respect. But with so many tools out there from meditation to physical training, proper nutrition, therapy, and so many others, we all need a little help navigating all the options. Join us as we share in-depth information, insights, and thought-provoking discussions that will help answer your questions about how to stay calm, cool, and connected during these times. Welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected, your guidebook to peace of mind. Hello, and welcome to Calm, Cool, and Connected. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Bedrick. A very common misconception for the entertainment world is that celebrities, entertainers, and especially comedians are happy and carefree all of the time, and that they don't experience similar struggles to the rest of us. This perpetuates the idea that these individuals don't also suffer from mental health concerns, which is really unfortunate because it creates a lot of isolation for them. Joining us today is Quincy Carr, a comedian, actor, TV personality. Quincy is joining us to talk about his mental health journey as a comedian and to provide some insights into the struggles that come along with this career. Hi, Quincy. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? And I'll be honest, I thought this was a virtual performance. So I'm going to be interviewed now. Yes, that's that's what we're doing. Are, are you good? Are you ready for all this? Or is it overwhelming for you? I know as an entertainer, it might be a little catching you off guard. Well, you know, as we have to do, we have to be able to pivot and improv. So I'll just put on my improv hat. Let's do Perfect. it. Let's go. Yes, and. Yes, and. Right. That's what we're going to do here. <laughs> right. Tell us a little bit about your career. So how, you know, what are you currently doing? And tell us about the background of how you got into it. Wow. Uh, I mean, my career goes all the way back to the late 1900s, as I like to tell the young folks. Uh, it started in 1999 after I got out of the Navy. And, uh, you know, you know, it went from just me, you know, some someone suggesting that I should try it because I'm always keeping people laughing at work to me figuring out this was something or this is going to be something that I really enjoy because there's a joy, is a natural joy, I think, of uh, of 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 making people laugh right because it's like like comedy is like this instant spontaneous combustion of happiness right and so it's very important and i don't think people realize it as much as the comic realizes it and when the pandemic hit it really made me realize how much i needed to give that energy to make people laugh because when things were shut down it didn't happen so um but with with my you know flaw as a person that has a stutter um, you know, it's just, you know, I've just been blessed to be able to, you know, uh, do TV work, do stuff on camera and also perform in front of people without the stutter affecting me as much. So as I joke on stage, I always say I stutter. I just don't do it in front of people. I don't know. So, uh, doc, although we kind of know each other, uh, if it goes longer than 30 minutes. I'll be stuttering the rest of the time. All right. Gotcha. Good to know. <laughs> so tell me a little bit, like when I was talking in the intro about that misconception that entertainers and especially comedians don't have the same struggles as the rest of us. Do you see that that comes up for you? So like when you get to know somebody better and, and they do see the, that really raw, vulnerable side of you, the, the people who see your stutter, so to speak, do you feel like they are, um, 
caught off guard or that they don't realize that you also have mental health struggles? No, I mean, actually, people come up to me afterwards and say, I never knew you stuttered at all. And um, it's like I said, like, I, I know me and I know how I've always stuttered, but I always know, I also know that I, I, I put what's called a representative in front of people that I don't know. So they don't get a chance to see the real me until we get a chance, until I feel comfortable enough to kind of let them in. So I think a lot of people in general do the same thing. Um, people that come to a comedy show, they typically come there because they know that they're going to laugh, but then sometimes they're afraid to put that wall down and just laugh at life because that's what life is. Life is comedy. And nowadays it's just turned into this thing where it's like, should I talk about that? Should yeah. I not talk about that? Even though that was me that experienced it. Um, so that's what I struggle with a lot. And that's what I've been struggling with for a while. Like there are certain things that I know is funny, not to be mean to anyone, but just it's funny. But then I got to think, what are people going to think if I actually say that? So, yeah. 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 And so you're I mean, you're referring to the this idea of cancel culture and that yeah. it it is really blown up in a lot of ways over the probably the last couple of few years. But I'm sure as a comedian, because that's part of being a comedian, you're you're pushing the edge on things and you're kind of taking it a little bit further than people would in everyday conversation, maybe a lot further, depending on on the topic. What was that like for you, though? How did that shift your content? How did that shift? you know, the material that you're using when now all of a sudden you have to kind of second guess, how is this going to be received? Dr. Liz, I'll tell it to you like this. Okay. So since we came back out of the pandemic and, you know, I went back to, you know, performing on stages again, and I was back on the cruise ships, right? Cause I perform on cruise ships and it was already sensitive being on cruise ships because depending on the type of passengers that's on the cruise ships, they would have to tell us, don't bring up anything about the president. Don't talk about any, like stay away from political type humor. So be it that that was a sensitive environment. When I came back onto the cruise ships just this year, I said, you know what? I'm just going to let them know how, how I feel. And then the first cruise ship, I think the second cruise ship that I was on, uh, Will Smith had slapped Chris Rock right mm. on stage the people on the ship had no idea i had heard about it. i was getting text messages so i just went out on my next performance and i and i and i mentioned it and i said so if you feel compelled uh because i'm not going to get it right that's why i had this message i strive to be perfect but end up being human right nobody's going to get it right so i said if you feel compelled to get up first of all don't come this way <laughs> go out that way right <laughs> don't come up to the stage and i said furthermore um, you know, I hope God blesses you to get through whatever it is that's got you feeling like I was actually talking specifically to you. And I say, and I also hope God blesses you with COVID and you die tonight. And then I say that and it breaks, it breaks the ice in the room and it lets folks know it's like, wow, okay. And I say, okay, that was my first test to see who was going to be that sensitive. So that's kind of how I've rerouted how I can kind of engage the audience and just let them know off the top. It's not going to be perfect, but at the same time, I'm human just like you. I'm not going to get it right, but the job, let me make y'all laugh in life. Sure, sure. How does it impact your self-esteem if people don't laugh or if you don't get the reactions that you're hoping for? And I totally see that I just set you up. You're going to tell me about how that never happens. But knowing that inevitably there are probably opportunities when it does happen, how does that impact self-esteem, uh, mental health? Let me break this down to you. So I work on this TV show called Living 757. Uh, the production team 
as well as my co-hosts, they kind of build me up to have this tough skin because they don't laugh at a lot of the things that I say. And we joke about this. Oh, that was a swing and a miss. Okay. So, you know, I've cried more with them than I have on stage. Got it. All right. So they, they prepared you for all oh, yeah. of that. <laughs> Big time, especially the producer. <laughs> <laughs> what is the um, mental health impact in general of, so you're going on cruise ships and I don't know, like if you have family that you're leaving when you go to do that, or yeah. just even being gone for that extended period of time, how does that influence your mood states and mental health in general? Well, see, so just before this interview, I got another cruise ship offer, right? And it was because uh, I'm represented by two separate booking agencies. And although I could do it, I'll be gone for 10 days, you know, like in the beginning of the year. The first thing that I think about is, oh gosh, I got to make sure I talk to my wife first. I got to make sure, you know, our daughter knows, you know, and all this stuff because they, you know, told me, yeah, it's hard when you're gone. And people ask all the time, wow, do you take your family? Do you and I'm like, no, because our daughter's in school and, you know, my wife has to work. So that's, that plays a lot on my mental um, you know, state of mind, I should say, because that's the first, like, like I'm an entrepreneur. So when work comes to me and I, as an entrepreneur, it's like, yes, I'm going to take that work. But yeah. now I got to be like, oh gosh, I got to think about how people feel. I'm going to be gone. And they're going to say, why are you gone so much? So that plays a lot. And um, especially over the last maybe two years and years since I've been back with more work coming, you know, it's just something that I'm trying to navigate through. So yeah, yeah, not easy. I mean, that's too creates quite the double bind of trying to provide for your family, but also trying to be present for your family. And that for sure yeah. is really difficult. What are some methods that you use to manage or to nurture your mental health before we wrap up? So maybe just a couple ways that you make sure to take care of yourself day in and day out. So the thing that I do, um, I always think, okay, I'm the last person I see before I go to bed. I'm the first person I see when I wake up. Okay. And I mean, I know it could be my wife, but at the same time, I literally focus on me hmm. because everything, your attitude, everything does start with you. And so when I tell people on stage, when I pass this message to them, I say, we got to stop doing this to each other and start doing this, meaning picking each other up. Right. And so my message every day, I tell my daughter, I tell my wife, and I tell myself, go out and be great today. Right. Because only you can be great. And I said, and, and in doing so, look to make somebody else's life better because you can't make somebody else great but you can make them better by yeah. you being a great person so that's what i've embodied as well as this message here and it just kind of helps keep me on an even keel so i understand okay I'm, I'm i'm just like everybody else and but i'm working to be the best that i can be and yeah that's only i can say go out be great every day and then make somebody else's life better I love that. Words of wisdom. Where can people find you? Um, social media, website, where can you be found? Uh, you know, you can find me on my website, uh, QuincyCar.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, uh, I guess TikTok as well. Um, so my handle is uh, Quality Comedy King. That's my brand of comedy is Quality Comedy. It just stands for clean adult humor. Uh, I tell people all the time, I'm not a saint. I do curse a lot because uh, I'm a former sailor, but as far as my performances on stage, I, I made a conscious choice to keep it clean adult. So I talk about adult topics, but I don't curse and use vulgar language to make the jokes funny. 
and stuff. Gotcha. Like that. So Quality Comedy King and Quincy Carr is how people can find, find me. And also well, very, on, on YouTube as well. <laughs> very good. Thanks so much for hanging out, Quincy. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much. And thank you all for tuning into this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected. Make sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram, and also make sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast so that others can discover our content as well. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected.